Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This portion of Underground USA is brought to you by Delvecchio Defense Instruction, DDI. Hit your bullseye with DDI. DDI offers NRA-certified instruction in basic pistol safety, NRA pistol marksmanship simulator training, women on target, and their non-lethal refuse-to-be-a-victim program. You can also engage in DDI's non-lethal defense training, where they have warrior workshops, empower hour, safe showings workshops, safe hearts workshops, and damsel sister safety. To find out more, log on to bullseyeddi.com. That's bullseyeddi.com. Or email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at bullseyeddi.com. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. My co-host is Andy Limbaugh. And uh, we're here to cut through the fog, the fog-dense, like, crap of ideological narrative. Does that sound about right? I, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, a lot I, of, that's a lot of fog, dude. Yeah, that's a, it's, you could cut it with a knife, as they'd say. You know, uh, be sure to check out everything we do over at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the mail out. We need a direct line to you because uh, I just got out of Twitter jail for actually just repeating what was published in India about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And they told me that it didn't matter if it was in a research paper that uh, – that saw the Indian government mandating the distribution of those two drugs, I was spreading disinformation. So uh, I was in my my nine hours of, of Twitter jail, which I don't really give a rat's ass about. You give you but, anything to eat and drink? No, no, not even a bologna sandwich. Really? Yeah, and I think it's because oh. it. I think it wasn't because because of um, what what's Dorsey. I think Dorsey's into that that uh, that fake meat thing, so you don't even get the bologna sandwich. Well, he gets those breadcrumbs in his beard anyway, so it's. It... Isn't it weird? He kind of, he. Why would you grow a Bin Laden beard? I, who knows? He, he, he's, he's, you you talk about just drinking the Kool Aid. That guy has just gone off the deep end. 
I mean, it's it's is it like Bin Laden chic? Is that what we're going for today? If you're a, a Marxist radical in the United States, Bin Laden chic. You know, I he, he's just become a spook. I mean, he he's just weird. I I think when uh when when he is dispatched from the planet, they should crack his noggin open like a hard boiled egg and poke it for a while to see what what areas make which move. You know, and he's a Midwest guy too. You know, it's like go figure. I, I don't know. There, there just something got crossed up in the wiring. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a black sheep in every in every spot. Well, you know, I, so, I can certainly. I, I raise my right hand on that one. You know, maybe maybe he was born over the septic tank. <laughs> you know, who, who the hell knows? Um, which kind of leads into into what I wanted to to bring up, uh, and it's a it's a serious issue if you especially if you're a student of history uh we're seeing history repeat itself and it is disturbing and everybody has to take a stand on this no matter what your religious or political belief is because it leads to a very bad road we we're sitting at a moment in time where the level of anti-semitism in the united states is running Parallel in history with what Germany saw in in the early 1930s, and while a lot of people will will look at me and say, "Ah, that's a little bit of an extreme thing to say," I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that no, it's not. When you've got pro-Palestinian people pulling people out of restaurants in New York, threatening with telling them that they have to they have to chant "Free Palestine" before beating them with baseball bats. When you have cars waving Palestinian flags chasing Jews down the street on their Sabbath, identifying them by the fact that they wore their yarmulkes, in an attempt to physically harm them because they're Jews, we are standing on the edge of the abyss of what the Germans ignored in the early 1930s. And the fact that these... That these this incredibly self-serving and narcissistic, arrogant demographic on the far left, especially in Hollywood, the fact that they are their cause du jour is pro-Palestinian, it, it proves both their ignorance to history and their ignorance to the danger that they're propagating here. You know, the, the only thing that's missing in New York are, are these people running up and slapping yellow stars on the Jews on the streets. You know what? I just what boggles my mind and I, and I literally don't understand is that, number one, look at the Jewish population in New York. I mean, my gosh. And. And then you you look at the the Jewish influence in Hollywood, and the influence that it has had over the generations, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, hundred years now, yeah. and and they just turn a blind eye to it, and I don't, I, I just for the life of me, I don't understand why. You know there is a there is a self-deprecating factor to the liberal Jew, and and I'm you know I'm not looking down my nose, I'm not looking through a microscope, I'm not trying to say that I have a superior knowledge of the of the Jewish community. I don't. Uh, 
I, I've had, I've had, yeah, I've had my interactions with the Jewish community. I, some, I, I was married to somebody who was, who was, who was from the tribe for for sixteen years. I, I had, uh, my cousin was adopted by by people who in the Jewish community. They're wonderful people. I, I've never, I've never met a more more warm, inviting inclusive group of people in my life if, if you want to immerse yourself in that culture you're going to have a damn good time especially at a wedding totally <laughs> yeah you won't get cheated you know, yeah no you're not going to get cheated and you're gonna you, you'll end up uh it'll take a day to recover yeah. um you know but there is a self-deprecating factor to the people who have "quote unquote" arrived in Hollywood or or in the elite echelons of of the East Coast, where, for whatever reason, in order to be cool, they have to rail against their own well-being or the, or their own well-being of their their community. You know, seeing seeing a a a Jewish activist marching with a pro-Palestinian rally. Yeah, that's just weird. It, it it is weird, and and to me, they are accessories to a crime. Because anybody who supports that type of unprovoked attacking of another human being, they are an accessory to a crime if they stand there and support it. And, and you add the component of the liberal Jew with, you know, the pro-Hamas demonstrators. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. What is wrong with this picture? And, and I want to I wanna make sure in, in one of the instances where two uh, Jewish teenagers were surrounded by an angry pro-Hamas mob. And I say pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, because it's not all Muslims. Uh, right. the, the one where the one where the two Jewish teenagers were, were accosted by the people with baseball bats and and threatened and said you chant free Palestine and they started getting beaten when they started running for their lives a Muslim Uber driver was the one who said get in the car we got to get you out of here yeah yeah it's like the French you know, underground <laughs> yeah yeah so so it's not when I say pro Palestinian pro Hamas that is a faction a specific group of people that i'm referring to yeah you know so and and just to backtrack to 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 lay the basis for what we're talking about it was during ramadan and there's a there's a shared place in jerusalem the the jews call it the temple mount it's 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 the old it was there eons before islam was even a thing so let's remember that islam did, you know it's it's like 612 muhammad, muhammad yeah. came up with this 612 yeah. that's like oh i don't know 2000 years later i was a little when, young then but i i i recall people talking yeah you know so this was a squabble over how do you keep peace at a holy place in jerusalem and Hamas got ticked off and lobbed 11,000 rockets into residential parts of Israel. Yeah. That, and and once the ceasefire happened, and by the way, for four years, we didn't see a lot of that stuff happening in the Middle East uh, under the Trump administration. The second Biden gets in and he starts giving money back, 
Yeah, the rockets start flying again, but that, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, and these attacks, these, these and, and, unprovoked attacks yeah. on, on Jews and, just having dinner. You know, as, 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 soon, as soon as the ceasefire happened, this stuff started happening in the United States. And, and you've got people like, like uh, Rashid Tlaib. You've got people. You've got people like like uh, Aok. You've got people like uh, like Elon Omar, who they come out and they say that they denounce anti-Semitism, but you have to see the tongue in their cheek and their eyes roll when they do it. Yeah, they've they've it, got their they've got their right arm behind their back and their fingers crossed when they say yeah. it. And uh, there was a there was even a, tw- uh, a Twitter post that came out by this Palestinian comedian, which I find really weird. That, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think his I think his name is Amr Zar or something like that, um, who pretty much told the left to stop condemning anti-Semitism. He said, "Don't do it." He goes, "They're playing semantics with this whole thing, so don't condemn anti-Semitism. Don't condemn Jew hatred." Uh, he he claimed that the that the Palestinians have been saying this for. 40, 50, 60 years, and it falls on deaf ears. So stop it. Don't do it anymore. Uh, stop uh, Stop condemning the hatred uh, because uh, they're anti-Zionist. They're not anti-Jewish. A, a bigger load of bullshit I don't think I've ever heard. If, if he truly believes that— I don't think he knows what the hell the, he's talking about. Well, it's he's using this big words and this, that, and the other. He doesn't have a clue. It, it's absolutely disingenuous. To make the designation between, well, we don't we don't hate the Jewish people who live in Israel. We just hate the country that they live in. What? What? You know, their big claim is is you're on Arab land. You're on Arab land. You're you're settling. You're this. Take a look at a map of the Arab countries of Northern Africa and the Middle East. Israel is in this infinitesimal speck in the middle of, of, of a gargantuan land r- ruled mostly by Islamo-fascist regimes. And, but we need that square, that square land, that little bitty speck. That's the one we want. Well, too effing bad. You know, too effing bad. Not only did it, you know, not to give validation to the United Nations, because I think it's like the most worthless organization on the face of the planet. But this is what everybody agreed to. Well, you think, too, that, that, that the Jews never instigate the violence. They, they, they are in a and, – and boy, could they, and they would just – they would smoke these, these countries. Oh, if they were cut, if we, if 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 we cut them loose, oh, you know what? And and you know Netanyahu sometimes says, you know, you you sense their frustration because they're trying to be the good guys, and you know there there comes a time and a point where everybody's got their breaking point, and I tell you what, if 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 I'm if I am dissing Israel. And I've done stuff to provoke them, and they've they've replied out of just the necessity, knock it off, or we're going to come after you. And these people are just, they keep doing it and doing it and doing it because they know Israel's not just going to unleash everything. At some point in time, Israel's going to tell us, 
step out of the way. We're going in and we're going to take care of business. And, and, and no, on the other side, no, I'd be scared as hell. And no one in their right mind should have should believe they have a right to say that they shouldn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, you know, who are we? Who are we to say we want to be your friend, right? We want to be your ally. We're here to support you. But you know what? At certain times, you know, we got to respect, you know, your own decision. If you got to act on something, you do it. And if we're true to our word and we're a true ally, we'll support them. And and this is how disingenuous, and I know I use that word a lot, but it really is the only word to use. This is how disingenuous Western media is when they cover this. Uh, APs, an AP reporter came out and said, oh, I had barely escaped with my life from the oh, building when it was hit. There has never been a time since the, the Palestinian occupation of Gaza and the West Bank in the conflict between the Israeli and the Palestinians, where the Israelis have actually gone into massive military action without giving 45 minutes notice that they were coming. Yeah. So for the, for this idiot to say that he barely escaped with his life, well, I guess he didn't get one of the 10 billion memos that fell from the sky. No kidding. No kidding. It's just a flat-out lie. Yeah. Because and, it doesn't the th- fit the narrative that they keep coming up with in support of the bad guys and to and to and to believe you you have to there must be a willing suspension of disbelief to accept the chunk of rancid meat that is the concept that the AP didn't know Hamas was in the building they just flat out freaking lied you know they knew it so nobody got so, killed right Nobody got killed. So how how the AP can actually be taken seriously as as an arbiter of any kind of fact based truth, or 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 ingenuous facilitator of 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 a narrative, is people. You've you've got to find a different source. And in the age of information, it takes about I don't know thirty seconds to find more in depth coverage of what happened in Gaza and in Tel Aviv uh, than anything you'd get from, from the U.S. majors. Totally. So, so before you sign on to going out to a pro-Palestinian protest, and it, one of them happened right here in, in Pensacola. What the hell does Pensacola, Florida have to do? What are you doing? It was a group of kids from the University of West Florida who decided to to hold a pro-Palestinian rally in Pensacola, Florida. Like anybody in Pensacola can do anything about what's happening in Tel Aviv. Somebody gave but beer th- money to go do it. That is that is more and more the truth than a lot of people want to know. But it certainly does demonstrate how incredibly fickle, naive, and uninformed our college students are. And and maybe just maybe, and, and and I'm saying that with a little bit of exasperation in my voice. So just maybe, the students should go to school and cultivate their critical thinking skills before they decide to make a judgment on something they know very very little about. And maybe even their teachers 
should teach them about critical thinking, not critical race theory thinking, but critical thinking, because at oh. some point in time, these little snowflakes are going to have to make a decision on their own about something. And if they don't know what the consequences are for their decision-making, they're going to be in a real world of hurt, and they're going to wonder what just happened. Yeah, it's a, it, we're perpetuating, perpetuating the problem here. So I, I didn't cultivate my critical thinking school, my skills in, in high school and college, and now I'm faced with a decision-making moment, and I guarantee you 95% of the people who failed to cultivate their critical thinking skills are going to go and look it up on social media to see what to do. I must admit that my critical thinking skills have advanced the older that I've gotten. Well, it's you know when we were in high school, we tend, we tend, I think it's the overwhelming, the overwhelming way the society goes. You know how how when it, when a parent passes, and that my my father died back in the nineties. I can't tell you how many times between the nineties and and now, I've thought about. Boy, I wish I had 15 more minutes to ask him about this because he knew a shitload more than I gave him credit for when I was a snot-nosed 20-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, it's a, it does so, which is a completely other topic that we'll hit on in in the future. But we don't utilize our seniors in this country well at all. No, we no. we should be learning from them and 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 making sure that history is is cemented in truth and fact, and that's where you get your history is from people who lived through it, not from some book where they change the meaning of a word every fifteen minutes. Amen. Oh, um, I wanted to touch on something related, kind of to the uh, to the problem. Uh, going between uh, Israel and and the Palestinians, but as it comes from a military point of view, uh, it still has to do with Islamofascism, but instead it's here on our shores here in the United States. The Biden administration tasked Secretary of Defense to call extremists from in the ranks of, of the U.S. military. This came after the January 6th uh, dog and pony show that they're saying was the worst thing that's ever happened in American yeah. history, um, which is not not lie, but you know that's elections <laughs> have consequences, so I guess they get to say <laughs> yeah. it. Um, when you look at the working group of the people who are vetting our soldiers for extremist elements. There are six names, and I've got them in a in a piece over at undergroundusa.com with with exactly where they, who they are, where they come from. They're all people that we would have put in Gitmo during during the war on terror. It's people who represented the Holy Land Foundation, that, that an unindicted co-conspirator for funneling money to Hamas back in the, back in the late 2000s. It, it's pe one of the people who's who's a lawyer on this commission looking at our troops for extremisms defended an al-Qaeda operative who tried to kill President Bush. Another another one defended all the people down in Gitmo. 
they, they were the people that were actually defending these people, trying to get our U.S. armed forces not to question them when we were trying to figure out if another attack was coming on American soil. There are four people that are named in the article. And it was uh, Daniel Greenfield over at Front Page Magazine that wrote, wrote an article on it. The link is in, in what I wrote about. These people shouldn't be anywhere near a station where they vet American U.S. servicemen. As a matter of fact, if we were still back in, in, a, in a recent post-9-11 world, we'd be looking at these peoples as if they were enemies inside the gate. But today, the Biden administration has them vetting our soldiers to see if they're extremists. It would be like letting the SS hold the disciplinary tribunal over General Patton because he slapped a battle fatigue private. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. We're going to have to sideline the general here. He's not. He's, he wasn't inclusive, and it was very, very bad. Yavol. And woke wokeism, and, and yeah, and. And all that is we're we're going down in flames. It's I mean, we really, really are because of that. And if we don't pull the yoke back with all of our might, we're going to go nose first into the ground and there's no picking up the pieces. That, that, That Palestinian comedian, again, I find that to be very weird. Yeah. I, you know, I just, what, what kind of jokes do you make if you're a Palestinian comedian, man? And, he's, he's, and if, he's trying to learn Western marketing. Right? You know, and, 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 and if you bomb, do you, do you go to Allah? I don't know. But even this guy said, we have a cross-sectional group that's winning. That's winning at the moment. So don't convolute it by, by conceding anything. They're they're standing up and telling us this this Islamo fascist based ideology that has that says every Friday that they want to push Israel into the sea, whose whose Quranic text says if you find a Jew behind a rock, kill him. You know, they're capturing the campuses in the United States and they're they're starting to try to legitimize themselves and these morons in Hollywood and and in the glitterati in New York are facilitating this especially the self-deprecating Jews so if when you go to church and and you get to talk with your pastor afterwards and and besides talking about how beautiful the day is Ask him if your church is standing up with the people of oh, the Jewish people on this, and ask him if he's going to say something about it from the pulpit. Because I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, driving around here in in in, uh, in in St. Louis, we drive by these these Christian churches and all this that are flying BLM flags. That that can't be. That can't be. And 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 we'll get into this in a in a in an episode later this week, but. It can't be. BLM is rooted in critical theory, which is morphed into critical race theory. There is no redemption in anti-racism, which means it is antithetical to every single teaching that Christ taught. It is antithetical, antithetical to everything in the Bible because there is no redemption in, in black liberation theology, which is the basis for BLM. There's no redemption there. It's They've not all drank Christian. the Kool-Aid. 
give me a W, give me an O, give me a K, give me an E. What's a spell? Yeah. If, if you're seeing this, if you're hearing the buzzwords in your church, stand up and make hay about it because it is not something that any Christian church should be embracing ever, no anywhere, at any time. But, you know, wokeism, that's going to be a long battle. It's not going to be its not going to be a quick one. It's going to be a long one. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. He's Andy Limbaugh. Be sure to go over to undergroundusa.com. Sign up for our mail-out so we can have direct contact with you. And uh, take a look at what we got. Uh, and help our sponsors out if you, if you have the wherewithal to do it. Uh, I'm sure they would appreciate it, as would we. Uh, and we'll be back uh, in a minute right after this Don't Go anywhere. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. 